0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title with Keyshawn Reigns. This is your host. Today's episode features someone that I consider to be a beloved member of my black yoga tribe. He and I met several years ago after both completing our first yoga teacher training through Yoga Lucian Movement in Long Beach, California, and immediately created a really beautiful bond something that stands out to me about this man is his sweetness his tenderness and his brave and courageous vulnerability he does so much (laughs) y'all he has a background in marriage and family therapy he is a yoga teacher he is a meditation coach he is a mentor he is an author and has a passion for working with youth When I tell you that this man has so much operating inside of him and so much light shining through him, I am just privileged to be a part of his world. Before I spend any time, any more than I already have, telling you how dope this man is and how he literally inspires others to feel free to feel free, I bring you the one, the only, James, that yoga dude, Woods. So sit back relax, get comfortable, take a couple of long, deep, cleansing breaths, and get ready for another conversation.
1: How have you been? How have you been? I have been, I've been pretty good, excuse me for that part, (laughs) (laughs) doing really good. Uh, some seeds I planted earlier are starting to come forth. And I'm uh happy with it. Um with what's happening right now. So letting things build up and then working with it. So
0: Good. That's really yeah. good. That's really good. Um no, I was thinking about you guys out there um just last was it last week or like over the last week, um a couple of people put together uh, like an event, like a week-long event of um, wellness activities in the LA area. And yeah, it looked kind of cool. I was like, okay, that's a nice little, little, it was like a little pop-up tour of kind of showcasing different uh, practitioners and things like that. So I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. So it kind of reminded me of just the fact that you know, there is no shortage of wellness services or wellness based, you know, practices or spaces for oh. black folks to kind of get together to find some healing and um and oh. it stood out to me because I was looking at one particular day there was a black men's yoga panel and class, mm-hmm. I think that was at Simply Wholesome that um, Blackwater was leading, which yeah looked pretty dope. Did you get a chance to check that out? I didn't. I okay, did, but
1: it did look really dope, right?
0: I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, we yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's I think that um I was just talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about how you know, looking at like different communities that are kind of like underserved and where those of us who were in this work or have committed to doing this work where we're focusing our attention and energy and of course, most of us are like, I want to serve my people, you know, first. Um, sometimes it seems like it's a bigger project than any one person can take on. So it's cool to kind of see people collaborating and doing stuff together. So it just, I was feeling nostalgic for your, for a moment there. And I was like, oh man, yeah. I remember we all came together and pulled some, pulled some stuff out of a hat. And people were really affected by it in a really positive way. So, um, yeah. So... Before we get started, I'm going to let you do a little formal introduction um, for the listeners. Just tell us your name, what you do, and what you stand for. Okay.
1: And ready now?
0: Ready, set, go. Yes.
1: It's James Woods, a.k.a. That Yoga Dude with Feel Free to Feel Free. And I am a speaker, a yoga instructor, and a wellness being trying to be wellness as much as teach about wellness and health and wellness. I stand for learning. I stand for continuing to learn how to be a better person and to develop into really not just saying it, but feeling free to feel free on a daily basis. So freedom is what I stand for. And the continuous journey towards it is who I am. Mm.
0: What does freedom mean to you?
1: Freedom is me being able to have Myself, my thoughts, my emotions, my expressions, my physicality in any situation, and in a way where I'm not trying to offend nobody, I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feeling, I'm not trying to damage anybody, but I have the ability to be exactly what I am at that moment, in that moment, and part of that freedom comes with the responsibility of knowing that I affect others,
0: mm-hmm. but choosing
1: to make choices for myself and for the greater good of the others that are around me so yeah freedom is a condition of mental physical spiritual liberty Mm. on a personal level
0: yeah do you think um do you think that freedom is is truly attainable for everyone
1: yes Okay. I feel like it is uh, I say that without knowing what it looks like mm-hmm. I say that without even knowing what it looks like for myself mm-hmm. but I do and I, I really link freedom and peace together Okay. Um, freedom
2: to be at peace I was just having a conversation yesterday mm-hmm.
1: with someone who was talking about all the stuff that's going on in the world we got climate change we got this political we got murders we all have this and all that But still being able to have peace in that all the chaos and all the world was going on is is very freeing from me um, and not even avoiding it, not being passive about it, not being dismissive about it. Being aware, but understanding the part I can play in it, the part I can have impact in it and being aware of how it impacts me and then finding peace within that is very freeing, knowing that I have the choice to choose peace or whatever I feel at that moment.
0: Right, right, I think sometimes, um, freedom feels like it's this this destination, you know what I mean that we're trying to arrive at or we're trying to get to, whereas if you relate it to having the freedom to maintain a sense of peace within it feels more like an experience that we get to own that we get to you know step into as often as we like, you know, like you said, regardless of the the chaos that's going on around us, sometimes it feels like the only place that we can be free is is internally, is within. You know, just there's All restrictions right. outside of us and laws and legislation and yada 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 that we don't necessarily have any direct control over, but internally being able to maintain that, that peaceful sense of freedom I think is really important to um just maintaining a, a sense of well being, you know, like a sense of wellness, especially in our world, <laughs> the world right. that we currently occupy where um where it feels like every other day there's like something else. Like really, that's what's going on now? Okay. We um, gotta get used to that thing now, you know? So like licking ice cream now. Yeah, right. <laughs> is anything safe? God, my God. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. So what are what are some some practices or some some things that you do to kinda keep you in that that peaceful mindset despite what's going on around you
1: and I'm, like you said, practice is all about a practice, I ain't contracted anything yet and as I think about it, growing up and just being in this world in a human condition mm. for me has always been about we will be free we will be happy, we will be accepted blah 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 when we meet this marker when we make it down the end of this journey as we talked about But for me, it's like uh, really appreciating my sophomore year of high school, really appreciating where I'm at and paying my student loans back, really appreciating where I'm at in, you know, this relationship instead of thinking about, okay, I can't wait till senior year and I graduated. I can't wait till I'm out of all this debt. I can't wait till I'm finally married or something like that. Just being able to appreciate the experience of where I'm at now and finding peace and finding freedom in that instead of always I'm going to have it when I get there Mm. on this journey. So really, um, taking time to to stop and pause for a minute and check in with that where I'm at right now and then opening and choosing the peace within that moment.
0: Mm. I like that kind of just remaining. I was talking to someone about this earlier as, um, This practice of of being present, you know, this practice of really being present and recognizing that yesterday is past, tomorrow's not here yet, all I have is this moment right now. And especially when you think about, um, you know, some of the challenges that people are dealing with, stressors and anxieties and depressions and all these things that come up typically are the result of us allowing ourselves, our minds to get away from the present, you know, to get away from what's happening right now. And I was talking to someone recently and they said, well, you can't like just pretend like it's not happening. And I said, well, actually you can, you can pretend whatever you want. You know what I mean? If it's gonna, if whatever's happening right now is unpleasant for whatever reason or uncomfortable, taking that moment to pause, like you said, and just check in, like, for me it's i didn't die list like depending on what's happening in my life right now if it's something that's creating a sense of anxiety or disturbance i'm like keeshon did you die no okay got it so since you didn't die then let's start let's start from there and kind of work our way back slowly to a place that feels more peaceful because it's very easy for um for people to get you know for people to have their buttons pushed or to peop you know to be in situations whether it's at work or in relationship or even in the car and traffic where they just kind of explode with anxiety and sometimes having something having something very specific that they can grab onto that says, Okay, now I feel centered. Now I'm back in this moment. Now I'm I'm here is there a specific practice, maybe a breath practice that you that you use or a mantra or something that you use that when you're in a heightened moment, um, a moment where things are not going so well, something that you do that you grab onto that kind of snaps you out of it and brings you back to now? Um, I've been building practices
1: for really specifically the last year. On a daily routine of practices that I use, um, like you said, practice I use when I'm in the situations. And one of them has been taking cold showers,
0: mm. where
1: I'm standing. In, I don't, I don't like the cold.
0: Oh, <laughs> right. That doesn't sound fun, <laughs> right? I'm
1: halfway anemic. I'm shaking ah. stuff. <laughs> but getting in that cold shower first, I have to make the choice to get in the cold shower. I know it's coming. I'm thinking about it.
2: Oh, Man, my. I
1: gotta get in this cold shower. And then getting in there and not jumping straight out or not hurrying up and turning the heat back on, but being able to sit in there and then start my breath practice. Mm. Start to relax my shoulders because they hunched up, release mm-hmm. the tension in my back, let my hands go because I balled them up. I, can, I don't have to shiver and hold myself anymore because I'm focusing on my breath. Mm. And as you said, um, I'm,
0: I, I'm not pretending that, I ain't cold and Mm -hmm, freezing, mm -hmm.
1: but I'm choosing how I react to it. Right. Instead of freaking out and just whatever, I have to condition myself to be able to breathe. I know I got to do something tough jumping in the shower. Mm -hmm. So I'm really like callousing my mind to be able to jump into tough situations because before it was always about how can I avoid tough situations? Mm -hmm. How can I not find accountability in these situations Um, but now knowing okay I got this tough situation ahead of me let me practice jumping right in and let me practice jumping in and getting as comfortable as soon as possible using my breath Um, you know breathing sometimes the water you know it's rushing over me so I can't breathe in and out of my nose Mm. I'm breathing in and out of my mouth Mm -hmm. but I still have to calm it down instead
0: of right
1: relaxing and calming down so it does go back to those practices like I said we've been building before mm. the yoga where I'm able to recognize where my body is at and how I can relax it and the breathing the pranayama where I can recognize okay my breath is rapid which is increasing my reaction to my anxiety to this freezing cold water mm. and even before I jump in the shower being aware of my mind through my meditation practice of checking in. like, okay I'm getting anxious because it's showers is cold, so I'm irritated. I'm thinking all this. I'm conjuring up all these frozen icicles before I even jump in it.
2: Mm. I get in there.
1: So that's has been pretty helpful in applying that to other tough situations. A lot of physical practices that I do mm-hmm. where I intentionally incorporate the mental and the breathing practices that I learned. Um, if I got to run, it's like, okay, I do not feel like getting up off this bed and
2: running. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's going to be just breath by breath, step by step and pushing a little bit further and pushing a little bit, uh, deeper into it and, and definitely surrounding myself with daily positivity to keep it going. Um, listening to positive audio podcast, shout out to
2: podcast,
1: (laughs) um, positive videos, being around as many positive people as I, as I can. And that really is also to be able to condition my mind to, have places to go to that aren't just quit. that aren't just, oh, I can't do this, I don't feel like doing this. Because my mind knows those avenues very well.
2: Right.
1: So I'm trying to bring up the other avenues of keep going, you got it, let's work through it. So they're easily as easily accessible as, man, I'm not trying to do this. Because right. those are right there. So, uh, yeah, those have been really the main practices I've been focusing on lately is just building a routine of practices, a routine of incorporating all the stuff we learned in yoga teacher training, shout out Dharma Shakti, mm-hmm. yoga
2: vision mm-hmm.
1: into the practices that I really feel comfortable with. I work out every day and do yoga every day and um, you know, read every day and bring that mindfulness into
0: everything that I do on every day. Yeah. basis as
1: I practice,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's real having a a routine. Specifically for me, I've noticed that having, you know, like a rising routine, a rising ritual is something that I do every single day that I have to commit to doing every single day and sometimes right. it's longer, sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's an abbreviated, you know, version of the routine depending on how much I have each day, but I notice that And it's, you know, studies, science, you know, everything has proven that like when you wake up and you start your day in a certain way and you do so intentionally and consistently that it's going to prepare you to face the world in a different way, you know, versus going and just hitting the day and just diving right in without any preparation. Like my dad used to call it like putting on your your spiritual armor, you know, to kind of go out into this world if you go out with no armor, no protection, then you're more susceptible to anything, you know, that's going right. to come at you. It might be physical, mental, emotional. But if you go out with a sense of preparation, something that's going to allow you to go into those tough situations, like you said, or mentally preparing, like, okay, I know i got to do this difficult thing, but it has to be done, you know? Right. And I think what's interesting is, um, you know, I have a lot of guests that have come on, podcast so far and most of my featured guests are women and a lot of times we talk about things like self-care and the things Uh that we do to take care of ourselves and I know that self-care is you know it's trending and it's a hashtag and all those things but rarely do I hear black men talking about how they take care of themselves so the examples that you gave of like the cold shower or even working out or listening to positive, you know, uh, audio or taking in positive media are some things that I don't hear enough uh, coming from men or I don't see enough as much as I would like to, I should say, of of black men that are actually sharing practices of self-healing and practices of self-care and I'm curious, from your perspective, why do you think that is? Why do we not see more of that? Finding through my routine of self-care that as glamorous and as fun as it sounds, it also is very exposing. It will show you your spots where
1: you've been messing up. Mm. <laughs> it really expose you to yourself. So it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not just, okay, I'm going to get my hair cut I'm gonna get a manicure, get a pedicure, go do this, go do that. That's a part of it. The pampering part and just feeling good is a part of it. But it also is I'm doing this routine every day.
2: And it's starting to expose to me the reason I'm not accomplishing my goals. mm mm-hmm.
1: yep. It's starting to expose to me. I do push ups every day. Why am I, I don't have a six pack? Well, mm-hmm. you also eating ten bags of chips and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um It's like a man that shining shoes every day and he step out on the road every day and he like, Man, I shine my shoes so perfectly. Why are they why they look like this? Why they in such horrible condition? Every day, same route, same thing, shining shoes, walk out, come back, shoes in horrible condition. And then he realized one day the route that he working on is full of crap and he's stepping in dog crap every day on this Mm -hmm. route you're going to have to change some things in your route. Yeah, you're cleaning them every time, but to keep them clean, to keep them functioning, you're going to have to change your route in some other areas too. So it's been exposing me to me and it's been very difficult. Like I said, to see, and especially as a black man, I'll put this out there as a Mm -hmm. black man, especially now, Mm -hmm. we are, a lot of times we're protected. Sometimes we're even coddled. Sometimes we're even admired. Um, and a lot of times we can be put on these in these positions without actually having to do the work to become strong black men because of the situations we've been in where we've been attacked by the outside. So we've been protected and we've been uh, put in this place of we want to make sure we have strong black men. And when we don't have other black men challenging us in our face kind of about, hey, man, you need to pull it up. We go around thinking, hey, we got it. We, I'm a black man, I'm a king. I'm, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, you are, brother. But before you go out there ruling, you gotta rule yourself. And if you are not taking the time to look at some of the things that you might have a deficit in or some of the things that you lack in, and if you are not open to somebody calling you out on that because mm-hmm. you wanna stay in that illusion of, I'm a perfect parent person and I'm mm-hmm. a black man, everybody need to worship me, mm-hmm. then when you get into that routine, and you find out why you're not meeting your goals, or you find out why you got these poor relationships, that's something difficult to look at. So when you make it to those real levels of not real, but when you make it when you can when you have a, a real developed practice of self-care that you stick with, it's going to expose you to you, it's going to open you up to you. And for you to be able to keep going through that exposure it will pull you through to the other side of where it's really self-development through that care. It's really improving who you are in those places that you lack. It's really improving how you can connect with other people and building these solid character traits and these solid elements of who you are as a person. So, To me, that self-care
2: is it may start external, like Mm -hmm.
1: physically working out, Mm -hmm. but It's that internal thing of me being able to build integrity, character within myself, so then I can have that as I walk out into the world. So, like I said,
2: Mm -hmm. a lot of times we talk about the glitz and glamour of Mm self-care,
1: but when we get to the the root of it, of being able to see ourselves where we at and then make those improvements, it's not an easy thing to do, and it can be very damaging to the, the to the ego of men. Period, and a lot of times, especially black men. Have not been um, in a place where they feel like they need to look at themselves because you know a lot of times we in a place where we think our craft don't sink Mm -hmm. because we uh, we doing something. I got a job. I went to school. Uh, I pay my little child support, Mm -hmm. or or I'm still in the family. I'm here. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I got an education. Uh, So we got to really look at ourselves. And there's been. I've, most of the black men in my life have done that have went through that process mm-hmm. and have shown me that that's what it means to be able to go through that process and on the other side you are there for your family you are there for your community mm-hmm. you are there for yourself in ways that you are not able to be if you didn't expose yourself to yourself right. and you just full of these holes and full of these deficits so uh, self-care can be scary when you really get down to it mm-hmm. so I don't You know, not everybody's going to choose
0: to go through that that process. Right, right. I'm over here just, like, snapping my fingers, like, rocking back and forth. Like, (laughs) preach, brother. Because it, ooh, it's, you hit on so, so many things with that. And I'm so grateful for your openness and sharing that because... Ooh, like it's it's so real. You know, I'm a mother of a of a young black man. He'll be, you know, going to college in less than 2 weeks and I think what, about what going to? He's going to Dillard. He chose Dillard. He was <laughs> he was on the fence. I know, I know, I know. Oh, he was man. on the fence between Xavier and Dillard, but Dillard offered film and music, so he wanted oh, to do go. a double major, so that's where That's where he's at. So, yeah, he's going to be just across town. Uh, Across town, right? Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) Time for a break. Time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. It's um it's it's exciting and um it's also a little scary, you know what I mean? <sighs> Just Knowing that I'm, um, you know, sending him out into the world, and you touched on something when you said that black men, in particular, when you know they're being raised, their caregivers, you know, a lot of times, if they were blessed with these types of caregivers, did protect and coddle and elevate them because, as their caregivers, we know when they go out into this world they're not necessarily being received in a way that is elevating and protective. You know, they're not being received in a way that's exalted. And so I think that as as the mamas, you know what I mean, that we do have a tendency to overdo it when it comes to that, you know. And I know there's some other black mothers out there who will admit to this, That when we we have our little babies and they're little black boys, and we're like, oh Lord, Jesus, they're going into this world? Okay, let me make sure that I just build a barrier around them of protection from all, you know, things possible. But then they go out into the world with a false sense of self, in a way. Because, like you said, they go out into the world like, I'm a king. And it's like, yes, you are, but you hit the nail on the head when you said you have to rule yourself first before you can even think about going out to rule in your family, in your community, in your world. You have to be the ruler of within, because if you're not, then as soon as you go out and try to rule somebody else, they're going to notice all your holes. They're right. going to see all those little spots that are that are, that are are missing or spots that are wounded that still need to be healed or still need to just be developed, period. Because it's very easy for what started off with good intentions of just you know pouring positivity into a young black man and pouring a positivity you know positivity into a young black boy and and starting young and really just bringing him up with this sense of like you got it you are it you are the man you you know you can do this you can run the world you can take over the world but if they don't ever learn the methods of how to stare into their own Eyes, you know how to look into their own hearts and how to identify those vulnerabilities. And I know that vulnerable vulnerability, being vulnerable, feelings, you know, these are words that I don't hear often <laughs> from from men. And I actually had a conversation with my son. Um, this about a month ago. We had like a cool long vacation together, and we were talking about, you know, we're just having a conversation. I was like, Seth, so what's up? So like what are you feeling like what's going on you know inside he looked at me like mother now you know feelings it's not it's not a thing that I do and I'm just like what does that mean and he's just like it's just like I don't want to let myself go there because I don't know what's over there you know I don't want to let myself feel the feelings because what." What if it's too much? What if it's too heavy? What if it's too great? How will I pull myself out? And a lot of times for black men, when they were black boys, or even as black men, they don't necessarily have the model for what that looks like, you know? And I recognize that the way our society is that women are groomed, you know, still to this day to play a certain role of the nurturer of the one who's allowed to feel the feelings. And the men are groomed to play a different role of the protector and the provider. And so right. feeling feelings and self-care and vulnerability and exposing your your areas that need improvement, it's like, I ain't got time for that. I'm out right. here trying to, trying to take care of my family. I'm out here trying to rule. So I think it's so important for people like yourself to to carve out those spaces to be able to be a model as you're learning these things yourself. So you mentioned that you were able to kind of pick up things from the the men in your family. Do you do you remember like someone sitting you down and kind of saying, "Okay, this is how to be a man. This is what you need to do." Do you remember something like that?
1: No. And okay um not the men in my family i'm saying okay but the men the men i sought that you saw okay
0: got it okay, okay.
1: To, i realized that i had to seek these men uh within these different community organizations okay uh, 100 black men was one of them uh Blackwater is one of them mm. seeking men who were at places that i wanted to be and it was just something that attracted me about them like man i want to you know, learn from this brother. They got something. Sometimes it was money that they had and mm. might not have been flashy or whatever, but mm-hmm. you can just tell. They were comfortable with themselves. They were at a different level of spirituality where they can explain something to me on a spiritual level and it wasn't rhetoric or it wasn't just dogma. It was this is what it is from a feeling. They could express some things to me. Mm. Uh, seeking it's been man, just been seeking out men like that as far as I can remember. Um, people like that in general because okay. even on, on both sides of it like you said a lot of women raise their sons
0: with good intent but also raise it with raise them with fear yes i'm afraid of what this world gonna bring into me i can't even be soft in front of my son because i gotta build a hard-ass man right and so on both sides of it it's mm-hmm. a lot of
1: people who are not willing to go to that emotional level and your son as you say and um uh, me being the same way not being a wanting to be able to be vulnerable go there Mm -hmm. but I know that is my greatest tool that Mm -hmm. is my greatest gift for me to be creative for me to be expressive for me to authentically connect with anybody I have to first connect with myself I have to tear down those walls that were built up from parents and society and all that and be okay with going there and it is scary it is stupid scary (laughs) to think about going there because like he said you don't know what's on the other side of it I might flip out and go crazy or even worse, people might think something negative about me. Right. Because I know I've had experience where it was dudes who lost their cool Mm -hmm. and it was like, oh man, he's, you know, hey emotional, he is. Right,
0: right. He got feelings over there. Right. 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 Right.
1: So it is, like I said, a part of my practices, especially, uh, I meditate on a daily basis Mm -hmm. and, sitting there with my feelings and i I meditate at a regular time a day Mm -hmm. twice a day um even what is it called um what am i doing i'm doing it tomorrow first of the month uh Mm. not eating fasting
0: fasting okay
1: every every first of the month i fast sometimes a day uh i did five days i think like in may to understand and go through my feelings without putting food in my mouth or without you know um putting candy or whatever in my Mm -hmm. mouth to to not have to experience those feelings. And then being able to look at my reactions and how I respond and everything and Mm. really exploring what's on the other side of me stuffing down my feelings. Uh, Also, first of the month of August will be my year-long acknowledgement of celibacy and not being with the... and, And not even really no intimate uh, relations okay. with women, women at all mm-hmm. I wanted to implement that because um, a lot of times it was sex but more importantly it was that I need that connection, yeah. I need that intimacy because you know as a man I can't get anywhere else but right. I can build that relationship and then it turns to sex, hey it feels good as well mm-hmm. but really I just need you to talk to me, I need you to understand me, I need you to hold me yeah. I need to connect on yeah. that level so I wanted to really um um uh, step into a celibacy. And I heard this from it was a <laughs> I remember first moving to Long Beach mm-hmm. and my neighbor, he was a white dude, he probably was a year or so younger than me mm-hmm. and he was like, Yeah, man, we were talking about his girlfriend.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man, I met her a couple years ago, but before her, I was I said, nah, I just was laying off women for two years mm-hmm. or something. And I was like, what? So you was gay or something? Like what? what? What did you?
0: Were you flowing? You were fluid? <laughs> right. What's happening?
1: Right? right. What were you know, doing? You know, <laughs> right? And it was just such a weird concept to me mm-hmm. that he wasn't pursuing women, uh, because you know you, that's just what you taught. Yeah. Man, what are what a women at? You yeah. got how many girls you talking to? Blah 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 blah. And I heard it probably, like I said, about four years ago, and then it didn't really. And it kind of kept coming up, like you know, I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. I need to really heal from relationships. I need to really understand myself on a right. physical level, on an intimate level. And I said, okay, I'm a. I went through a breakup. I'm sorry, I'm a. I'm do a year basically a celibacy with intent, not just oh, I ain't messing with nobody.
0: Right, right. <sighs> not because of like lack of opportunity, but like I'm right. purposely, yeah. Dance. Right, right. Wow. Um,
1: yeah, I can't remember the question now,
0: I think. Okay. That's uh-huh. that's no, that's I I like I like that you shared that because I think that we do we people, you know, do a lot of things to avoid feeling the feelings. We do a lot of things to avoid exposing ourselves to ourselves you know whether it's food sex intimacy you know drugs alcohol you know things that are self-destructive you know in different ways because we're so like petrified of feeling the feelings especially because i can you know i can empathize for for men you know being a mother of a male child and then also having a brother and a father and just seeing the way y'all just move in the world in a different way. And you, you are, in a sense, built differently. But a lot of that does come from, you know, your programming, the way you were brought up. And it's like, well, my brother, you know, is the baby of the, you know, the five of us kids. But I just remember my dad, you know, giving him the boys don't cry, you know, conversation Bye. and puff out your chest, you know, conversation. He didn't do that with us. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even a conversation. We cried. we get whatever we want. Daddy. Um, but, you know, it's, but, <laughs> I want something. I'm going to cry. But, like, you know, but, like, with my brother, there was no place for that. And I consider my dad to be, you know, he's a very, he's a gentle man, you know, um, but he's definitely, he's a man's man. You know, he's in his 60s, and he came up with, like, no, this is how you do this and his father, my grandfather, the same way. So the idea of going into feelings, uh uh-uh. uh, you know what I mean, wasn't even a place that they're like, ooh, that's for women. Y'all can what? go have feelings, but I'm gonna be over here waiting for you to stop having those feelings. But what's interesting is that when you mentioned fasting, it reminded me of my dad. My dad does a fast once a month, and it's usually about a week, and then during Lent... He does like a cool 30 days of modified fasting, not complete, no food, but modified fasting. And that's his time of that, you know, annual kind of self-reflection or each month reflection to look at himself. Granted, I don't know what he does because he don't tell nobody what his experience <laughs> are while he's doing that. I don't know that's what's funny. coming up for him or what he's, you know, what he's um experiencing. And I would love to find out just out of curiosity of like wanting to know. Um, but I, but I get that you know because of the the way that our world is set up, and I, I hope that that world will start to start to start to alter a little bit more, is so that a man who recognizes his own need, which we all have, by the way, but his own need for the ability to be vulnerable, the ability to be exposed. Once you've seen yourself, the people that. Are around you or the people that you're building around you that they would also be able to see you you know what I mean and to really hold a space for you and I think that's why when I was um, looking on social media and saw you know pictures from this event that happened it just it stopped me for a second I was like oh god man I wonder what that felt like and I can only imagine you know how necessary it is for spaces like that to exist but also knowing that it starts from within because it wasn't Uh like there was a thousand black men that showed up to do yoga outside in front of other people. Um, Uh It wasn't a hundred, you know, who showed up and you've, you know, done events that are focused on men and meditation events and things like that. It's Uh not always easy, you know, to to get people to kind of step outside of that comfort zone into that vulnerable place but it's like where the vulnerable place is, where the where the discomfort is. That's where the transformation really happens. So, right. getting people there is so important, so 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 important. So, I, I think it's mm-hmm. um, yeah. I will just it it is a shift um, because even me being in this place is a
1: shift. Me this ten years ago I would not be here just because the culture wouldn't support it. Um, it wouldn't this information wouldn't have been in my hands i would not have been able to explore this part of myself mm. it just was not there 10 years ago so i'm grateful to have it now and mm-hmm. i'm grateful to see that it's growing where it's shifting from more of a uh, pleasure seeking mm. which is all great everybody wants to feel good
2: mm-hmm. to really um a peace seeking
1: uh, mm-hmm. uh um really seeking a sense of wholeness because pleasure is just feeding one part of you sexually or, you know, sugar high or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we understand, we're understanding that even more that the party don't last forever. And after we leave the party, we want to have a whole place to go home to. We want to feel good within ourselves. And it's still going to be, the majority of people going to seek pleasure. Mm -hmm. In general, you know, you can have a yoga class, which... It's pleasurable in a sense, but also opening, giving you a little peek to that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. But then you can also go to a club and shake your butt all night and drink and just experience that pleasure the whole time. Mm-hmm. Nothing against that mm-hmm. all good. But when you start cracking that open, that window open a little bit to let more and more of who you truly are in, it can be intimidating. And I think now we have so much support around it that the the ball is rolling it's going um you see veganism everywhere mm-hmm. you see mindfulness and meditation and self-care and wellness and yoga everywhere going through various colors and experiences and cultures so it's there um and i'm not sure if if if, it, if it's a wave mm-hmm. where people you know like like it's going to be like bell bottoms and afros right. and passes with the 2000s right um but whatever it is, I know it's it's a huge part of me, and it's gonna it's with me for the rest of my life. If I stop doing any practice today, I'm still a changed person, mm. and I'm a lot more whole than I would have been if I didn't. So the curiosity now, I'm at the level of curiosity of like, wow, how much of me
2: can I really experience?
0: Right. How much? You know what I mean? (laughs) Heck yeah. Like, let me take this body for a full adventure, you know, like recognizing that, um, you know, we're these these spiritual entities having this very human experience. And I'm like, well, let's see. Let's see what we can do. You know what I mean? And that's been, we'll see what we can do with this. Let's see how how far this rabbit hole into, into freedom and peace actually looks like. Because right. one of my intentions for myself is to be one of the people in my lineage and those who come after me where I will look back, well, maybe not I, but other people will look back after I've transitioned long from now out of this body and say, oh, yeah, Keyshawn was one of those ones who changed the game. You know, she right. changed, she, she was a, she was a shifter in this family, in this community and That's said, wonderful. you know what, I'm not bringing any more of that into the next generation. So I want right. to switch gears a little bit. Um, something I like to do on the podcast is something I call complete the sentence. So I'm going to oh, throw wow. some prompts out at you and you can take up as little or as, as, as much space as you like when you complete these sentences. So the first one is if I could teach the world a lesson, it would be love mm. I am happiest when open mm. I know I've made an impact when
1: mm, I know I've made an impact I think I said before when I get a, a DM
2: later or a message later yeah. <laughs> letting
1: yeah. me know that hey or even a follow something like that especially working with kids Mm -hmm. um because kids can sit up there and not say anything they they they're gonna tell you everything and be raw and real (laughs) those you know those are the kids i appreciate them too and then you have the ones who don't say nothing for the whole time you with them but then they'll send you something and via social media or something like that And it's like okay you you were there with me i appreciate that yeah
0: and then you get that little like feeling in your heart like ooh, i did something (laughs) (laughs) i changed the life today (laughs) (laughs) okay um next one is um i want my legacy to be
1: i want my legacy to be empowering um i want my kids grandkids kids and community members to think about me and keep going think about me and feel like okay all right i'm like i'm a I'm a woods or I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I know him or the words that he put out there were for me to keep going or get through whatever I'm going through. I want my legacy to be a legacy of true empowerment. Mm,
0: I love that. I showed myself love today by.
1: Huh. <laughs> What's today? <laughs> Wednesday. I showed myself love today. I was in a meeting with the president of a college and I was in. The, he had a nice office and everything. Real cool guy,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I showed myself love today by reminding myself I belong here. Yes, to be
0: here. you better be having meetings uh, with presidents of colleges. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, yeah you I'm do. Like, oh, I'm here. Okay, cool. I love it. Relax. Yes. <laughs> put them shoulders back yes now then puff your chest out yeah exactly Yeah, (laughs) yeah i love that i love that okay my last question for you is um is there a word that when you hear it and when you say it makes you feel powerful
1: feel free to feel free love it yes
0: yes 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 so the last thing that i like to offer on the podcast is um I've been working with this oracle deck of of cards that just have some positive messages and encouragement on them and I've been sharing them with each guest. So there is a deck of 52 cards. Give me a number between 1 and 52. 16. 16. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. <clears throat> so the message is <clears throat> hey you. We'd like to interrupt with a very important announcement. There is nothing to fear. Every single thing that looks ominous is but an illusion. It has no power. Zip, nada, zilch. It's time to look your fears straight in the eye and call them out as the insignificant posers they really are. So there it is. There it is. That's what I'm talking about. Call him out. Call him out. Call, Call him out. out. Call him out. <laughs> expose well, them. expose him. Exactly. Exactly. Well, James, I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad we got a chance to to revisit this. It was a whole different conversation and that's lovely because I feel like exactly what was meant to come out came out. I know that everything you're doing is going to continue to have an impact. Is going to continue to bring down those walls is going to continue to show people a pathway to freedom, a show them a pathway to peace. And I'm just excited to see what you're doing, no matter how much time distance geography separates us. I'm always sending you so much love and so much light because what you're doing is powerful work. It is impactful work. It is empowering work. You're creating that legacy right now, just doing exactly what you're doing and i'm just grateful that i get to be here to witness it so thank you so much uh,
1: thank you so much i appreciate that you and i appreciate just being in your circle and your universe and mm-hmm. wrapped up in all the love that you are
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're doing some amazing stuff you're, no matter where you are you doing something amazing
0: <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you so much so much well enjoy the rest of your your day and uh we will be in touch soon all right thank you okay okay all right peace you have a choice of hundreds of podcasts and i appreciate you for choosing this one please take a moment to subscribe share and review this podcast if you like what you've heard check out my first book because i said so Simple Ways to Rewrite Your Story. Available on Amazon. Stay connected on social media. Find me at Keyshawn Rains. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to something different and experience something new. Peace and blessings. Namaste.